This is a new state, I try to get right This is a new state, I get on track Yeah, that's life in football This is a new state, I live your life This is a new state, I try to get right This is a new state, I get on track Yeah, that's life in football It's life in football We are life in football You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast Check out the new website, lifeandfootball.com. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike V. And this is your coach, Cole Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top-notch coaches all around the world. Top, top-notch coaches all around the world. Today, our very special guest is Coach Kevin Hall. Now, he's the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay Tech. Tech, Tech, Tech. Now, like, see more, see more. Say that right up. Love it. See, the thing is... He was a ball player. He did it at the highest level. And the thing, what I love about it, he then brought it back to a school he didn't play at. And he bring it, he pointed it back into the young people. And he giving them information that they may not know they really need. But I'ma tell y'all, fella, y'all need it. And I'm and then when he when he giving you game on the field, make sure you paying attention. Like we were talking with one coach before. It's 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 nothing easier to do than just listen. <laughs> Quit running your mouth sometimes and just listen. And if you follow the instructions, sometimes it'll lead you to the path of greatness. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. Coach Hawes, how you doing, good, man? Good, good. How y'all doing, man? Appreciate hey, y'all having ble- me. Hey, it's a blessing to have you on. Like, like Mike say, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> what? <laughs> listen, I love it. Good. I love it, man. Like I told Coach, when he was on, love the atmosphere, love mm-hmm. everything about it. Mm-hmm. Now, with you graduating high school there mm-hmm. and then coming back to be a coach there, but not only you played at the highest level, you played at where all the boys dreaming to go. So right. with you being there, how how does the players act with you? Because I be all locked in. You tell me to run 25 laps every day, I'm running 25. Coach, what else I need to do? Because yeah. you, you, you went to where I want to go. Right. So... How does it feel just to come there and I know them boys got to soak it up? Uh, they do. They do. It actually was um, before I even, I mean, I never even thought about coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was playing, uh, when I was still in the NFL, I used to come back. Mm-hmm. That's when Coach Rob was the DB coach. Mm-hmm. And I used to always come back, you know, and just work out with the kids, you right. know, just to show them, you know, obviously it was a place for me to stay in shape as mm-hmm. well. But just to give them an idea that, if I made it from here, y'all can make it from exactly. here. You know what I mean? And so I used to, uh, even when I retired, I still always came around, mm-hmm. you know, still worked out with them and still did those things with them, you know, still trying to give them the idea that, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, right. uh, it just matters the work that you put in. So exactly. I was able to, you know, once I was coming around more and more, because I used to come around maybe once every couple of weeks, and then I would yeah. come to the games on Fridays, and the kids would be excited, you know, because they used mm-hmm. to have had an award for me there, yeah. uh, the Kevin Hobbs Award, because, you know, I was a student athlete, you know, mm-hmm. I graduated with a 3.9 GPA. Ooh. Yeah, so, and I was, you know, really good on the field as well. Yeah. So, uh, so I used to come around and show my face, and the mm-hmm. kids used to be excited, and the more and more I came around, uh, the more I felt like, I'm letting the kids down by not 
giving them more of the knowledge that I had. Right. So, uh, so it just came about it. Now it's you know they, they they're locked in because mm-hmm. I always try to let them know, and, and then I still work out with them. So yeah. I'm basically their strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, get so, it in. <laughs> so they they listen, and it's you know it's easy to listen to a coach that has been there, but also a coach that can do it. Right. Uh, so some days, you know, when I just don't feel like working out, yeah, they'll be like, "Dang, coach, you ain't gonna work out with us," <laughs> you know. And so they got tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they know once they say that. His own. Right, yeah, because I'm still a competitor at home. Yeah. So, so now they their workout is gonna be that much harder. Yeah, because yeah. now y'all maybe work out <laughs> when I didn't want to work out. Mm-hmm. So, so it works. It, it works both ways. You know, they they they're locked into uh, the work that it takes because right. it's easy. You know, I you know growing up we used to always have those coaches that would would tell us what to do. You're like, man, coach, you get out here and do it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like in our in our heads, like, man, you can't mm-hmm. do what you're telling us to do. Exactly. Uh, but now, like, they listen because it's like, if I'm I telling you to do something, I'm gonna do it with mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? So, and so it's 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 a blessing to be able to give back in that way, uh, to be able to reach those kids. Because really it just starts mentally. You know, it starts mentally of reaching them uh to reach their full potential. A coach is really, you know, uh uh uh, one that puts the player in the you know the most advantageous situation to use his skill set. Right. You know what I mean. So because I'm not playing anymore. Right. right. So, uh, but once I you know able to impart in them the mindset that they can do whatever it is they want to do on a football field. You know, instilling yeah. them that hard work and those are the types of things that I try to instill in them, and that's what they lock into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So they can't help but right, you, right, you're right. doing what you done done. Right. So, but you got me on something that I want to know. Mm-hmm. You said a 3.9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. made you... Now, God might have just gave you that, uh-huh. but you just was that smart. You wake up, ah, what the test is? Ah, right. oh, okay. <laughs> a plus. Now, what made you go for that level of smartness with the GPA like that? I would with my parents. My mom and my mm-hmm. dad, they always instilled with me. My mom never really wanted me to play football. She didn't really care about that. Yeah. Uh, my dad was, you know, wanted, wanted me to play. She was like, you know, you can get these grades. Right. I don't really care about that football. Yeah. You know, and so uh, the the more and more I played football, the, you know, obviously I was really good in little league football right. and really good in high school. And so the more she seen that, she was like, okay, well, you can play football, yeah. but still keep these grades. And so mm-hmm. uh, my oldest brother, who's a, you know, big inspiration to me, he's a he's an accountant. He's the finance director for the city of Lauderhill. Wow. And so accounting was always something I wanted to do because of my big brother. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was one of the things that, you know, in Tampa Bay Tech, it's a technical school, so mm-hmm. they had like a business program and an accounting program. Right. And so that's one of the reasons right that I went there, there, right, mm-hmm. to get into that. And so, and I just understood that football at an early age, because I mean, my first year, my high school coach told me that uh, I would never play for him. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I was small. I was real small mm-hmm. my ninth grade year. And he was like, man, you'll never play here. Mm-hmm. You'll never play for me. You're too small. And, you know, those are the types of things that motivated me. Uh, you know what I mean? And so for me, that kind of put me to the path that, well, football might not work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, I'm going to work because I want to, you know, prove this dude yeah, wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to put it in the back of my mind. i got to get these books. You know, and then I was able to you know, uh, graduate because I got my degree in accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I retired, that's kind of what I uh, got, got into. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. accounting, those things. So uh, the education, just from a standpoint of my parents and my older brother, that was always instilled in me, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the things I try to teach these kids. I mean, you're not going anywhere without, you know, your education. Exactly. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was, you know, and again, it's it's easier to to speak about things you've lived and you've done. You right. I mean, as opposed to, you know, speaking vicariously. Uh, so it's always uh, one thing for me that I can, you know, 
speak to them about actual live events that I've had to go through, right? Like tests that I had to take. And, you know, I tell them all the time, I'm like, listen, I was really, really smart. But I cheated sometimes too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> got a <piece laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I give them the real, you know, to let yeah. them know that you know uh, I'm not no, I didn't do everything right. You right. know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, I just I I had a scholarship at Texas Southern mm-hmm. my my uh, freshman year, and I lost my scholarship because I got into some trouble. I was up for like attempted murder, and oh. I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and mm-hmm. type of thing. So I lost my scholarship which is what made me transfer to Auburn. Mm. And I was a walk-on at Auburn mm. before I was able to, you know, earn a scholarship. I led the team in interceptions uh, my sophomore year. And led, uh, you know, they, you know, put me on scholarship after right. that. So uh, then being a free agent in the NFL, not mm. being drafted and still able to play four or five years. So, right. uh, so I took the long road, you know what I mean? And so, um, and along the way, education was always the centerpiece. Right. Uh, but knowing I just had the mindset and the talent to set out, uh, achieve some goals and accomplish, mm-hmm. uh, set those goals and accomplish them. Yeah. Now, that's what I was going to ask you about, mm-hmm. like, your journey. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like, your different stops you made mm-hmm. and difficult tasks you made face, and you actually kind of spoke on it mm-hmm. just then. Mm-hmm. So kind of talk about, like, your family dynamics mm-hmm. and, you know, what they, how they dealt with some of the things you dealt with. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of talk about, you know, like, growing up right. as well. Uh, well, one of, the, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest keys is uh, my mom and dad. Uh, my mom and dad, they always showed me support. Uh and everything that I did. Um, uh, growing up, I my dad used to always say he wanted to play. Uh, you know, he wanted to be the athlete growing up. But my 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 grandmother, my grandfather, they never really supported athletics. You know, when he was growing up, because they were heavy in the church, and uh, they never really supported it. And he was always saying one of his childhood friends made it to the NFL, and he. My dad said he always thought that the reason he made it was not so much because he was better than me. But he had the support. Right. And so my dad never missed a football game until I got to the NFL. He never missed a football game. Uh, the most memorable game that I can remember, we played LSU mm. at LSU. And it was when the hurricane was supposed to come. And I told him, Dad, y'all don't, y'all, you know, y'all don't have to come. You know what I mean? And they drove from here to Baton Rouge with gas cans in the car just right. in case they didn't have gas. And I was just shocked to see them there. Uh, and like that's the kind of support that I had growing up. Uh, my mom didn't like to fly. Uh, it was crazy because when she was younger, she was a flight attendant. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she never liked to fly. And so my dad, we, they would drive everywhere. You know what I mean? And so uh, it was, you know, the road trips. They would they would come to every single game. Wow. And then when I got to the NFL, my dad flew out to Seattle. My mom didn't come because she didn't like to fly. So my dad flew out to Seattle when I was out there. He wasn't driving that one. Nah, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> taking that drive. Yeah, he wasn't taking that drive. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, y'all got to fly. Because I didn't even want him yeah. to drive. I said, yeah. y'all got to fly. My mom was like, nah, I'm just scared. And so my dad came to you know, Detroit when I was playing there. So uh, that support for me growing up was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got in trouble at Texas Southern, I kind of bumped heads with my dad because I lied to them initially about what was going on mm. because I figured, I mean, it really was just a kind of a big brawl, a big fight, mm. you know, in the football team versus right. some other guys. And right. that's kind of how, you know, one of the guys kind of almost died in, during the fight. So that's kind of, you know, how it all happened. But mm. for me at the time, I'm like, yeah, it was a regular fight. I'm like, nah, I wasn't there. I ain't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, because the, 
you know, the person that really got hurt, I personally didn't do anything to him. Right. I was, you know, I was, I went there to do something, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get a chance to do anything. So for me, I'm like, nah, I wasn't there. I ain't do nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, my dad, one of the biggest things, like, don't lie, don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ever lie to me. That was his biggest thing. And so we kind of, my dad didn't speak to me. Like, we were in the same house. My mom was always supportive. She was, and my dad was supportive in his own way, but it was just that tough love type of thing. And but my mom was always like, "You'll you'll be okay, you know, you'll you'll be okay." But I wanted my dad to say the same thing, but my dad never said that. He yeah. just was like, "Nah, you lied to yeah. me." You know what I mean? And so it wasn't to a time where we were going to Auburn, we were driving up there, and like I was asleep in the back, but I woke up and I heard them talking. And my dad was like, man, I know I kind of been kind of hard on him, you know, uh, but I'm, I hope this works out for him. I, you know, I really want the best for him. And my mom was like, yeah, you know he knows that. You know, I'm thinking like, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was one of the key things for me growing up is just that support. You know what I mean? And so uh, even with, you know, I'm married now with two kids and, you know, I always, you know, every field trip they ever been on, I'm, I'm there. Everything Same, they've yeah. ever done, yeah. I'm there. You know what I mean? So even as an accountant, you know, some – you know, during this time of year, it's really, really busy. But I, I mean, every job that I've had, I, I just, I took. Listen, when my kids need anything, I'm out, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, y'all can yeah. do whatever you want to do. You know, I don't mind working, but you know, whenever my kids need something, I'm gone. So, that support uh, was really the biggest thing, and so that's why I try to get these kids because now these kids seem they're different than when I was growing up. Like, you know, I grew up in a two parent household. I had a couple friends that did as well. Uh, but these kids now, they have so much tragedy, same same like in their life, more so than what we did growing mm-hmm. up. And, you you know, you want to try to give them that support because some of these kids are just a, you know, just one play, one grade away from, from being a successful person, not only on the field but off the field. But it's just that, you know, that support, you know what I mean? So uh, I think my childhood growing up was just, you know, if I could speak on anything, it was the support my mom and dad gave me. Even when I didn't do the right things, uh, they supported me in terms of, you know, whether it been, you know, uh, chastisement by way of not speaking to me, you know what I mean, to make me feel how remorseful I was and, you know, those things. So uh, so for me growing up, it was, you know, I always had the family support, uh, and that was big for me, you know, because, you know, even starting from Little League football, I had to always see my dad at the game. You know what I mean? Like, so in college, this huge stadium that holds 90,000, I'm looking like, I'm like, y'all got to get here early because if I don't see my daddy, I'm not going to have a good game. You know what I mean? I always had to see my dad in the stadium before I played. Yeah, so so that support really was kind of what gave me that extra courage, you know, uh, in spite of uh, everything else that I was doing mentally, that gave me that extra courage to be like, you know, I, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. Man, you a shining star, bro. <laughs> you know, just listening to your story, and because uh, I'm going to ask you, my next thing I'm going to ask you, you know, give some, you know, good information that can help our younger kids, mm-hmm. but you did that when you were And uh, I got to say, man, you know, when you really look at it, you know, your dad always been there for you. Mm-hmm. And that's special, man. Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's a lot of lot of time nowadays. You know, with things that happen on on school campuses, it's a lot of excuses. Right, right, right. You know, this person mentally health, this this person, mm-hmm. this, but really just come back down to 
the individual. Right, right. And at the same time, parents. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's almost like at times schools want the parent. Um, sometimes it seems like the school supposed to be the parent, but the parent, parents should be the parents, right? Yeah, be the, be the parent. Right, you know, right. so you know, I love everything you were just saying. And man, you know, your journey is inspiring to a lot of people. Mm. You know, just, I was just listening to you talk and just kind of in shock, like, oh, you know, this man dealt with a lot. Mm. But yet and still, you know, you had a little little small beef with your daddy. Yeah. And I was thinking about myself in that situation. Like, if I was the daddy, like, oh, when you when you break. Right, you know, right. When you say, <laughs> all right, man, I'm yeah, right, right. Don't do that no more, man. <laughs> You know, he held it for a while. Yeah. He held it for a while. Uh, bit about three, four months until I, you know, got the offer. Uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was. Now that I look back on it, I needed it. You know what I mean? I needed that to realize, like, I really did the wrong thing. You know what yeah. I mean? I really saw what I, what I, you know, had set out to achieve almost, you know, uh, get derailed before I even really started it. Uh, and so, you know, uh, so it was it was cool. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I love the the name of the podcast that you guys have, Life and Football, mm-hmm. because really these kids go through a lot mm-hmm. outside of just football. Like right. football is just one thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, we as coaches have to be their parents. Right. You know what I mean? Which sometimes creates a tough dynamic because you do have some parents who are involved to a degree so if the coach tries to do too much, it's like, hold on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you trying to hang on him because you think he going to make it, you know, type of thing. It's like, nah, I, I really want to see the kid excel. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah, they, you know, they deal with a lot outside of football. So that, you know, the life in football, just the podcast itself, I was thinking about when I first saw you guys, when, you know, with Coach Robert, it was like, that's that's the key of what these kids go through, life and football. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot. You know, just learning plays and playing and your coaches getting on you, that's just a small aspect of what these kids go through mm-hmm. as it pertains to their life. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So. And, Coach, man, I got to thank you again for coming mm-hmm. on, oh, man. Yeah. Y'all, that was a very special message mm-hmm. from Coach Kevin Hall. He's doing it right now over there at uh, Tampa Bay Tech. And if you want somebody to be inspired from, you know, go speak with him. I ain't, this ain't no recruiting speech now. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, just, you can be a regular kid on the, the campus or somewhere else. You know, I'm just saying, if you want some good information, and probably some guidance on certain things, you know, he can probably assist you a lot better than sometimes yourself. Because when you a young man and you a teenager, a lot of times we be thinking we know everything, but you don't. <laughs> Your parents be trying to help you. Your uncle, your daddy, hey boy, I do this, hey, but you so crazy and caught up thinking you you know know everything <laughs> when you ain't doing nothing but steady sliding down the um the uh the fireman pole. Mm-hmm. You they trying to pull you up the fireman pole, and you you trying to climb on your own and you steady <laughs> sliding back down, boom boom, you sliding back down. They saying, hey man, you got grease on your hand. Let me give you this towel and help you get up. But you steady just slide back down because <laughs> you think you know everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just kind of got from this message. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down or else you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life Football Podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs>